Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I should begin the sermon with a question to see if you guys are paying attention to the past few weeks. There's a certain theme that occurs, or at least a group of people that keep coming up in the Gospel portions, specifically from the second Sunday at the exaltation of the cross till today and then all the next week as well. You see, in these Gospel passages, Christ has an encounter with the Pharisees, and in each encounter, Christ shows them the error of their logic. So in contemplating this, some questions may pop up. Why does Christ come chastise them? What is it that the Pharisees do not understand? And why are we being reminded of these events during this season? You see, Christ chastises the Pharisees, who were supposed to be the ones who had read all of Scripture, who knew all of the Old Testament front and back. But they didn't understand what it was about. You see, they saw it as a law book, as something you just follow. But in reality, it's a book of love. It shows the people what? How do we love God? Let us love God. It gives us commandments. Not to do out of obligation, but to show us this is how we are to love God. For Christ doesn't teach anything new in His time on earth. His two greatest commandments are what? To love God and to love your fellow man. He does not teach anything apart from what Scripture has already spoken of. You see, this is a thing that the Pharisees did not understand. This was such a simple point, but they couldn't grasp it. And this is that we are to have the love of God, that we were made in the image and likeness. And what is that image and likeness? Love. We were made in love, and we were made to love. For this is why we exalt the cross. For what is the cross? if not the greatest sign of love. For God so loved the world that He sent His Son to do what? To live as a man, merely as a man? No, He had the cross in His mind. To show the world that this is what it means to love. That I will lay down my life for you because why? I love you. However, let's look at the Pharisees. For during that time, who were they? You see, the Pharisees were such great people at the time. They knew all 318 laws of Moses and they kept them. Why? Because they knew if they broke one of the commandments, even the smallest, even the smallest law, they knew the punishment that would come for them. For there would be no one greater than the Pharisees. However, they didn't understand. They didn't understand why they should have followed these rules. Because it was only on obligation they followed them. During the Sabbath, one, one event, Christ goes into the uh, 
And while he's teaching in the synagogue, a man with a withered hand comes to him. And the Pharisees are looking at Christ, looking to see if he will perform a miracle. And he does. And because of the hardness of their hearts, they turn away from God. What about the greatest thing to ever happen? The blessed resurrection, right? The soldiers come to the Pharisees and say this, the tomb is empty. He's no longer there. But because of the hardness of their hearts, what did they say? Keep silent. Don't tell anyone this. You see, in John's Gospel, we see an event where St. Peter and Paul are running towards the tomb. And our fathers have used this to show how we are to approach the Christian life. For St. John, his Gospel, his Gospel is one that we are supposed to read and not to look at just the literal. He's called what the theologian. Let's look at the deeper meaning behind this. For he specifically writes that he arrives to the tomb first and then St. Peter. So why is this important? How does he refer to himself in his own gospel? He is the beloved disciple. He is the one whom God loves. And he is the one who loves God. And what of St. Peter? He is the man of faith. On this rock, I will build my church. And so what are the fathers telling us of the importance of this passage? That when we approach the good news of God, when we have to live this beautiful life as Christians, we have to do so first out of love, and then faith, and then obedience to the laws. Because if we do not do this, then all that we do as Christians become a, a, a burden to us, a heavy yoke. But when we fast, is it a burden? Or is it to show that it is our reliance on God? What about our lengthy prayers? Are they a nuisance? Are they in the way? Or is this how we show our intimacy with God? Do we help the poor, feed the hungry? Give drink to those who thirst, clothe the naked, visit those in prison, and for those who are sick. Do we do this because we're commanded to do so? Or is it because we see Christ in every single one of us? That you see your brother and your sister and say, you are the image of Christ. Because of, of the love of God and for the love of your brothers and sisters, you do these great works of charity. prayers and fast of the church and specifically in this church it is so beautiful that you have a ministry specifically dedicated for such acts of charity such as feeding the homeless and giving to the poor but I have to ask one question if these things are being done for any other reason outside of the love of God and the love of your neighbor what separates you from the Pharisees who have done likewise? This is not to say we should stop living a good Christian life, but we should learn to do these things, not out of obligation, 
or fear of repercussions, but out of a desire to express our love for our God and for our fellow man. Let us all pray that God teaches us how to love as He loves, and that let His love abide in each and every single one of us as we are to receive the Holy Eucharist today. May all glory and honor be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we will remember Edith Thomas.